In this week's episode, we take a look back at our favourite and not-so-favourite parts of 2022. As well as discuss what we're looking forward to in 2023. I'm Anthony. And I'm Barry, and this is episode 79 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. So, welcome to the very first episode of 2023. Yes, hello 2023, hopefully probably a better year. Um, you know, it's actually quite sad we didn't manage to hit 80 on the new year. That would have been quite funky. Oh no. Well, maybe if a certain someone didn't inconvenience us and decide to turn up three weeks early. Oh yeah. You know, maybe then I would have actually got that episode done. Yeah, possibly so. Thanks, Barry's baby. So, um, this episode is going to be all about our highs and lows of the year that's just passed, what we're looking forward to in the upcoming year. But before we get into all that, how was your Christmas? My Christmas uh, is actually really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, And what did Santa bring you? Santa brought me a Razer Kishi controller for my phone, which I've been using quite a lot this week um because obviously it's the holidays we've been in my in-laws quite a lot and we've actually been staying there um so i've just been playing quite a lot of games on my phone that i wouldn't normally play do you know one game i've been playing the most the rift breaker oh right yeah do you know what i've actually got the dlc for that i need to go through and get all the achievements in that dlc i'm playing um, it's it's playing really really well I thought it would do it regardless, but the internet connection there isn't the best. But despite that, it's still running pretty smooth. I suppose but, on a yeah. small screen as well, any artifacting might not be quite as noticeable as if you're playing yeah. on a big TV as well. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm really enjoying having the controller so I can play my Game Pass titles, just streaming wherever I can now. I've got a few different bits of bobs. I'm wearing one of the things i got, which is like a big Marvel, and like an Udi or something it's called. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it looks like, like a, a towel with hoodie. sleeves. Yeah. It's not a towel, though. It's just keep it warm. It looks very comfortable, if not stylish. <laughs> it is very, very snug. Samson got himself an Xbox controller. He needed a new one. So he got mm-hmm. the uh, red one. What about yourself? Well, um, I got myself an Xbox controller. The nice. Vault. Oh, the yellow? green and yellow one. I, I can't, the, yeah, the green yellow one. I can't remember what color it actually is. Um, it's, it's very noticeable though it's a very bright color so i got that i got sonic frontiers for the switch nice time to complete um, it again yes yeah, so i can complete it again <laughs> I, I actually elliot's been playing that recently all right i've been playing i've still been playing animal crossing with him and i had to sneak on on christmas eve onto his game and leave some presents underneath his stockings. <laughs> so when he went back on it after Christmas, he found all these presents underneath his That's stockings. Nice. I think he was more made up by that than the than actual, actual Christmas Day <laughs> with real presents <laughs> under a real tree. Kids, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something that might... Well, I don't know. So my brother-in-law got a PS5 for Christmas. It's downstairs in the morning room. <laughs> And it's ugly as anything. Everyone who walks the room is like, that is the ugliest console ever, which everyone agrees. Um, but I'm playing it. It's actually not been too bad playing it. I've been playing, ugh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's one where you play like a little robot go around, you like test the different features of the control and how it works. Oh, um, it's like is a, it the one that was in the PlayStation the VR? Play area. I think so. You're like, you're like a little robot. Is it? 
yeah, Fisher Playroom or something like that. I can't exactly right. know what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, you know, quite a fun little thing. Sam and I should both enjoy it. Um, Samson did say one of the PS5, I said, not on your life. <laughs> so that is never going to happen. Not the price to go in for at the moment. No. But, um, you know, it, it's all right. I would definitely prefer my Xbox, but meh. it's just massive, chunky and ugly. That's all I'm going to stick to. It's it's definitely an acquired design, I think. Acquired yes. taste on the design. Yes, it is. Now, before we move on, we would actually like to give a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to our two Patreon subscribers. Short Gizmo and Bobby Socks. Thank you very much, as always, for your continued support. We say every week, we will continue to do so. <laughs> and speaking of Patreon... This podcast is something that we do. It's out of our own pocket, both in terms of monetary expense and time. And as we go into the new year, we'd like to ask for your help to make 2023 another great year for this podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, please could you just take one moment and leave us an honest review on your favorite podcasting app. Alternatively, if you're able to, you can join our prestigious Patreon for just as little as £1 per month where you will receive an ad-free versions of the podcast and you'll get a shout-out in our next episode. Now, I know not everyone would be able to afford a couple of quids to support the Patreon. And some people just like free things. So have you seen what Amazon Prime Gaming are offering for the holiday? Yes, I do. And now you know I like free things. And this is something I did see as well. And I think they're a pretty good selection of games um, come from Amazon. I think for me, especially the Metal Slug series. Yeah. So if, you, if you're if you an Amazon Prime subscriber between December 27th and the 3rd of January, you can actually get 10 free games, but technically it's actually more than that because you can get hold of Dishonored 2, Metal Slug, Metal Slug X, Metal Slug 3, Real Bout Fatal Fury, the King of Fights 2003, The Last Blade, The Last Blade 2, Twinkle Star Sprites, and SNK 40th Anniversary Collection completely free just for being a Amazon Prime subscriber. So that's not for the gaming part. That is just for Prime. So it's definitely one to pick up if you are a Prime subscriber, which, let's face it, not many people aren't if you use Amazon. I'll be honest, this is the first time I have ever actually redeemed any of the gaming parts of my prime subscription oh really yeah i've never done it i've been a All prime right. subscriber for years well definitely definitely is worth picking up as i said for me at least for the metal slug games because they are fantastic yeah there'll be a link to this um it's available at gaming.amazon.com and as we said it's available for any prime subscribers and if you're not a prime subscriber there's actually a link in the show notes for a free 30-day trial hashtag not sponsored now, let's move on to some of our highlights, at least, shall we? So we've had a good year, I'd say. What do you reckon? Yeah, so the podcast, it's it's group over our first year. So this is the beginning of our third year. Now, we've been doing this podcast for two years. Can you believe that? No, I can't. I really can't. Honestly, where has that time gone? I have I remember no starting, idea. <laughs> I remember starting, like, how have we gotten to this point as such? 
so first off, not including this episode, as it will be in the new year, but we've had 42 episodes come out this year. Which totals over 1,200 minutes of published content. And thankfully to you listeners, we've had over 2,200 listens to our podcast. That's just for this year again. So that's a lot better than our first year. And a little first for us, we released our first video episode, which was our retro quiz, which would yeah. be the episode previous to this one. Which I absolutely got tranced in, so let's just leave that there, please. <laughs> was there any doubt in that? I, no offense, there's only one point between me and Phil. It was one point between me and Phil. Ah, uh, you still came last. <laughs> oh, shut up. I was quite fun, actually. I quite enjoyed that. And there was very little editing. We had a little hiccup where I had to cut for a moment where my headset decided to um, turn me into a cyborg by the sounds of it, weren't it? Oh, yeah, you did. It's always you that has the issues, though. But yeah, again, we'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been listening. And if you've got any friends, family, anyone else you think that has enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you could just let them know. And again, leave us an honest review. Good, bad, we'll read it either way. And we can use it to actually shape the future of the podcast. So moving on from the highlights of our last year of the podcast to our highlights in gaming and specifically retro and retro inspired gaming oh, yeah. from 2022. And I think yes. there's been quite a few. I think it has. I think it's been a lot of tech coming out this year. As you said, it's been a big, heavy year for the handhelds. But one handheld really, really stands above the rest for me. What about you? Yeah, definitely Logitech G Cloud. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely no, no, no. useless piece of kit. No, um, yeah, the, the Steam Deck. Fantastic handheld, which finally got released. It's not the most powerful. It's not the most portable. It's not the best-looking handheld. But... It's it works. Definitely by a million miles the best value. Oh, it definitely is. But it works. It's all together. It works. Obviously, you've got the Steam OS, you've got Steam Library, and then you can use Game Pass titles through it. I, I think it's a very versatile piece of equipment. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I said to us if I could afford it, I would get one of them for Christmas. But I went for my my controller which i'm more than happy with but if i could have i would have picked up steam deck myself yeah if anyone's thinking about picking one up and is thinking about just gaming on the go definitely pick up the 64 gig and buy a additional ssd to put in it yourself it literally took me two minutes to do yeah and there's more than enough guys you better find on youtube if you do pick one up and you are struggling so yeah. there's always going to be help somewhere that you can utilize for yourself but the steam deck is definitely one of both of our hardware highlights for this year so going forward do you think the steam deck is going to kind of push all these other handheld manufacturers to make maybe less premium devices and make them a little bit more affordable i think so or at least i hope so because valve have gone and shown that you don't need a really expensive flashy piece of hardware that's going to cost you a bomb they've yeah. shown this to them so other you know well other people around will be like hang on a second what are we doing wrong you'd yeah. hope you'd hope at least so i think steam deck will 
Well, I think they've been great innovators in the handheld industry this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is this is probably the, been the most disruptive thing in the handheld PC market ever. Uh, I think. Well, yeah. You, how often do you use this by just plugging it into your uh, monitor, and you can just play it that way as a PC? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Civilization that way. So it's it's not a very fast paced game, but plug it into my monitor wireless keyboard and mouse with it and that's it I'm, I'm playing a bit of Civ exactly so it's definitely a staple for the handheld consoles I think yeah you know, the Switch has done fantastic it did it well but that was a good few years ago so Steam Deck coming in I feel like it's a good time and placement for it to then push developers to the next step in handheld consoles I think see the thing with the Switch is Switch is don't get me wrong I love me Switch I've got loads of games that I've not played on it. But with the Steam Deck, it's a lot more versatile. So obviously I can yes. play a load of Steam games. Currently, I still have Windows 11 on it. So I've got access to the Game Pass games through the Microsoft Store. Yeah. However, I have a memory card with just over 4,000 ROMs on it. Exactly. So I've got PlayStation, Saturn, N64, Mass System, Mega Drive, SNES, NES, Turbo Graphics, Mega CD 32X. I've got all sorts of consoles that I can just play all those games that I I genuinely really do enjoy playing and I can't do that on the Switch. But no, exactly. So this is why we need something like the Steam Deck to come along. So yeah. I don't know. I think next year will be another handheld heavy year coming for us i've been saying that for a while i believe 2023 will be the year of the handhelds all right come on so what's our next hardware well another handheld i may as well stick with the topic that we're currently on yeah evercade released a new handheld the evercade exp and while i must admit i i think it's designed a little bit bland it's too white you know you stick some red buttons a bit of red accent on it make it look a bit snazzier little decals and just some little trim yeah yeah just it's just to break it up a little bit but it's Give a little pizzazz. it's fantastic to see that they're still releasing a new version of a handheld which does have a a console counterpart as well in the evercade versus that takes physical cartridges and they're still releasing new physical cartridges i think this is fantastic yeah but it's not just that side of it it's because this console is just retro games, that's it. Uh, no, there's actually some new games on it. The, the retro, they're all retro or retro-inspired. Yeah, sorry, retro-inspired. You know, So this console isn't made for newer games, so this is made for the people who are into the retro style and the retro games. Yeah, so retro, indie. Having such a place still and being able to make a console to still go forward with it, they must be doing well. Absolutely. Again, I have mentioned this. Unfortunately, this isn't the kind of thing for me. But I definitely love to see them continue. And oh, yeah. we, we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, they have got partnerships with Amiga, so we should be getting an Amiga collection on it. And I hope they continue for many, many more years. I do like how this year has been quite retro-heavy as well with some of the consoles that's come out and some of the games that come out as well. So I know we do cut off, but this year's been heavy again. It's all weird, isn't it? It's kind of like all new retro. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. So you mentioned consoles then. So Mega Drive Mini 2, that was another console, or Genesis Mini 2. That was another one that came out this year. Yeah, exactly. And no, that it wasn't just console. Didn't a load of controllers that come out with it as well at the same time? Well, those controllers, the RetroBit controllers, have yeah. actually been available for a little while. I'm oh, okay. not sure if they came out before the Mega Drive Mini, actually. All right, flipping it. There's nothing about that much. Yeah, so they've definitely been out for a few years. But yeah, the, the fact that this year I have bought a Mega Drive Mini 2. So yep. I bought an, a new Mega Drive console, a new Mega Drive controller for yep. that little mini console, a new Sega Saturn controller for an actual yep. Sega Saturn as well. And it's 2022. It's insane. Oddly enough, when I worked at Argos, I'm trying to think what year it would have been. It would have been either Christmas of 2017 or Christmas of 2018. And after Christmas, we had a list of the top 10 toys that were purchased. That was sold, that, yeah. Number one was the Sega Mega Drive. What? It was, um, I think it was the At Games Mega Drive. And that was the top selling toy that Argos sold that year. Well, I can guarantee that wasn't for kids. <laughs> yeah, well, no, actually, it was, if I remember right, I think it was the Mortal Kombat pack, so it had, like, Mortal Kombat 3 as a oh, okay. game and stuff. But, that yeah, it, obviously, it was it was people like us who want to relive yeah, the, the childhood. Yeah, the retro definitely. Yeah, and unfortunately, I never got to do it this year, but I do have a bit of a tradition where I will play Christmas nights just before Christmas, and it'll get me in the Christmas mood. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I didn't get to do it properly this year. Just with everything being thrown up in the air with the baby coming, nothing being ready, not having a cot ready because we thought we still had another three weeks. Clothes weren't washed. Well, I guess it must have felt a bit rushed at, at some points just, just before Christmas for you, really. Yeah, somehow I don't think Kerry would appreciate it if I went, no, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to spend five hours and go play Christmas nights. <laughs> you look after the baby the entire time in Elliot and I'll catch you later. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. She's very understanding, but I think that might be pushing it a little bit too much. Just a tad. So we got plenty of other mini systems as well. So as well as like oh, yeah. the Mega Drive Mini a console, we got a few arcades like the Egret Mini. Plus, we also got a miniature version of a microcomputer, which in itself sounds like it should be quite small, with the A500 Mini. And again, that was fantastic. Little tiny Amiga console. Tank did you pick, mouse. Did you picked up as well? I, I did, yeah. I got that yeah, and I've got so. two controllers. Yeah. Um, I still need to see if I can get extreme violence on there for the next time you and Phil come round. Sadly, we weren't able to get a another game's not in in December. We were trying to, but with it being so busy in December, we weren't able yeah. to. But otherwise, we would have cracked out some of the mini consoles, wouldn't we? Yeah, well, that, that was the plan, weren't it? To do yeah. a mini console themed games night. Yeah, so sadly we couldn't catch up with that. But again, the AF500 Mini would have been there. Yeah, loads of great games on that. And Chaos Engine, that's a great two player game as well. So uh, that'll be something that we'll have to pick up in the new year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. These aren't the most authentic ways to play these systems. Obviously, the new systems, it's all emulation. But the fact that there is a way to play it, and it's not just a case of buying a Raspberry Pi and using your own USB keyboard and mouse, because I'm not being funny, playing 
an Amiga game with a modern mouse is not the same thing as playing an Amiga game with a tank mouse. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. If you're not getting carpal <sighs> tunnel syndrome, you're not playing it right. <laughs> RSI? Oh, you'll be fine. Get, get on with it. So it is nice to see all these new system, well, new old systems being re-released, especially with the price of retro games now. Yeah, exactly. They so, are getting absolutely insane. Yeah. So some of the systems coming in to enable you to be able to play them at a cheaper price, it definitely makes it easier for uh, retro gamers who can't afford, I don't know, four hundred pound for a game if they want to relive some childhood memories. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, it's really annoying me. I keep seeing loads of groups for retro gaming where yeah. they're like, you're um, I'm buying up all these games. It's an investment for the future. <sighs> you can't stop them doing it. You can't stop them doing it, unfortunately. But right. to see people buying $10,000 worth of retro games as an investment and denying people who want to buy those games that some of these games used to be like 40 quid or something and denying them the opportunity to get enjoyment from them not just buy them as an investment and not do anything with them well talk about you know what's the word taking the market for one well yeah and so it just kind of ruins the experience well like you said before you know, with scalpers and everything else, it just starts to ruin the gaming industry. Massive issue over the last few years with that. So, hardware releases, we've had good fair few of them. These are only scratching the surface of them. Oh, well. yeah. We've just kind of gone for the uh, ones that made a staple in our hearts. Um, now, software releases, though, we've had a good fair few. Now, I'm not going to start with... One particular, because, yeah, stuff you, Barry. Um, to me, I'm going to go straight in with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga Collection, which is a fantastic collection. Yeah, brings together Arcade, NES, SNES, Mega Drive, Game Boy, Konami, Turtles games. And it's really well presented as well. <laughs> the more of these sort of collections I see, the more I realize that Nintendo really just phoned in Super Mario 3D All-Stars. <laughs> or what, just because it was just chucked together? Yeah. They don't feel any passion behind it, unlike this. And I'll be honest, this looks like it was phoned in in comparison to another one of these collections that's recently come out. The yeah. Atari 50th Anniversary Collection. Which looks fantastic. You can tell that some of the people doing these collections now are really passionate about it. It's not just a case of someone in middle management going, oh, yeah, we, um, just stick some ROMs on, put a menu in, and we'll just flog it and get some money. Exactly. And the fact that they put time and effort into creating this collection, like they did for the 50th anniversary, well, actually, can't at all. I don't think anything will ever top the entire 50th anniversary. To have... All these different things, I like how they have put into, you can get the fan art, you can get the sound, so there is all these little tidbits which just kind of lets you reflect back on the game a bit more and you've got something to go back to to view it from the past, if that makes sense. Yeah, nostalgia, it's a really powerful thing. 
I don't play a lot of these games because they are better than new games. Yeah. They're not. Often, they're a bit slow, a bit sluggish. They don't have a lot of quality life improvements that you get in newer games. However, in themselves, they are enjoyable. But with nostalgia behind them, that's a completely different thing. Another collection that I got was the Wonder Boy collection. That reminds me of coming home from school, playing Wonder Boy Monster World, and I literally had no cares in the world. I had yeah. no real responsibilities. Oh, I need to get my homework done. <laughs> that was like the peak stress in my entire life. Have I done my homework? Which the answer was probably not because I'm playing Wonder Boy. Talk about gaming, talk about how, you know, playing Wonder Boy kind of took away the cares. That's what gaming is, especially to a lot of people, where people might have absolute crap going on in their life and yeah. things going on and being able to shut off play a game play a game that they've enjoyed growing up um really gives them that sense of escapism as you know this year has been one of the worst years i could ever have yeah and you know playing games is my way of sort of dealing with things at times because you do just want to shut off you know shut everything else out and just focus on playing a game and just chilling with your friends because most of the time we I play online, I don't really play single player games. I'm normally playing with you. And you know, it really does kind of give you the sense of just freedom, just playing something else. And yeah. it's it's very it, imaginative. It can be anything from a bit of stressful relief to, as you said, a bit of escapism from the world. Yeah. And l- let's face it, it just a f- for generally for everyone as well. The 2020s haven't really got off to a good start, have they? No. I think if it wasn't for the gaming industry, I think you'd have a lot more people with mental issues, I guess, as such, if that makes sense. You know, if you're trapped inside your house. Absolutely. There's been times when I have felt extremely down and it'll sound stupid, but just going back and running through Sonic or Sonic 2 or something like that, It'll feel like a little bit of a pick-me-up. Playing a bit of Sonic CD with its quite upbeat soundtrack playing in the background. Well, yeah, and well, to top it all off, our last sort of selection we had for the software release of 2022 ties in with you and Sonic, doesn't it? Yeah, see, Sonic Frontiers, that's enjoyable as a new experience. So that's kind of a bit, bit different to me going back to the older games. But... I will say Sonic Frontiers, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, very pleasantly surprised. It was really fun. I saw Phil was playing it today. I saw he was streaming it on Twitch. Yeah, Uh, We'll leave a link to his Twitch in the show notes if you want to go and see how good or bad he was at playing it. I was really pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed this game. There's loads of little buggy bits where a couple of the bugs, lots of popping. Yeah. But my only real disappointment with it is it ended i was about to say it was too quick i knew well, it was too, too quick it still took me two-thirds of a week something like like four or five days and i really hammered it on those four or yeah. five days well my um, brother-in-law actually got this for christmas as well um on his ps5 and he started playing it and he's like, oh, it's amazing. I said, because when he got it, I was like, oh, it's a fantastic game. And I sort of told him about it. And he started playing it. He goes, it's absolutely amazing. The only stressful part is watching him play. 
because oh, it stressed me out. Watching playing transit stages stressed me out. I am glad I didn't know a lot about the game because yeah. when oh, I got yeah. into that first Titan battle, that was amazing. That is how Supersonic should feel. Yeah. It, oh yeah. It was great. You felt invincible. Well, you you are. You're supersonic. You should feel invincible, but you should feel overbearingly powerful as well. And yes. everything from facing off against this 100-foot-tall titan, the music kicks in, and you're slamming them into mountains, you're launching them into the air, you're pile-driving them into the floor, and this is how supersonic should feel. This is how... He was in the comics yeah. in the recent movie. Yes. Spoilers for anyone who's not seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Maybe skip forward 20, 30 seconds. But surely you've seen it already? Yeah, yeah, you should have seen it already. If not, go watch it. It's fantastic. But when he becomes supersonic in the movie, <laughs> like yeah. you see Robotnik in the death egg machine just punch him and he just holds his hand up and just stops it dead. <laughs> That's what he should be like. Yeah, well, he, and it's funny because he does that in Sonic Frontiers as well. Fist comes in and just goes, and just yeah. holds the fist away from him. And just seeing some of that and just seeing the, you know, huh, as if you'd have touched me. It's just the nonchalant, just, nah, don't care. Let's just stop that. And I'm yeah. going to smash your face in. All the bosses in the game are fantastic. The last boss is maybe a little bit more of a letdown. It's not bad. But the expectation for it was set so high by the first three Titans that you fight. But we've got to look forward to the DLC coming out this year. So we've got a lot more coming yeah, up. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's like the second half of the year. I'm too impatient. I'm far too impatient. I know. But yeah, loads of great games and compilations. Um, another game that I may have purchased for the Switch. River City Girls. Two. Another one of games that you never get long to. Oh, no, I'll complete that. Actually, it's River City Girls 1 and 2 as a bundle. But you've already got um, one. I know. Yeah, it was thirty two ninety nine from Play Asia for River City Girls 2 or thirty four ninety nine for River City Girls 1 and 2. Why would I not get both of them for an extra two quid? Why buy? I also bought you got so many games Sonic um, Sonic Colors because it came with an art book for the 30th anniversary. Flip say you have a problem. I do. Yes, yes, you do. Um, actually, saying that just while I'm thinking about it, and I'm talking about the Wonder Boy collection. Where's my Wonder Boy anniversary collection? I'm still waiting on that. Oh yeah, yeah. But are you waiting? I for ordered that in May. It's not due well, until for February. Well, there's two things you're waiting for: Clockwork Aquarium. I think that's the yeah. other game. That should come with it, which has been available for ages, but they won't post it without the other game, which I'll say it's now due February, if I f- remember right. <laughs> All right, should we... Uh... That point, I've been waiting 10 months for it. Ridiculous. All right, listen. Okay. Play you other games in first. And it comes sooner. I haven't got Distract time. yourself. Got You've, got so You've got so many games to play. You've got so many games in your store. Just play really it. quickly. Before we go on to talk about other disappointments. You know, oh yeah, go on. Like, I'm not getting the game. One thing I will say, though, is I have been playing Animal Crossing with Elliot. And yes. I do think that playing this game with him will be hopefully one of these memories that he'll think fondly of in the future. Because yeah. I remember 
playing Road Rash with my dad. And I still have fond memories playing Road Rash on the Mega Drive with my dad. You were saying, did you play Halo or something with your dad? Yes. Or? Oh, yeah. I played Halo quite a lot with my dad. Gaming, it's, it's something that you can bond over as well. So I, yes. I do think gaming overall is a positive thing. Well, again, I'm still been playing uh, the Lego Marvel games with my kids, and they absolutely love that. Oh, so, see, I played them with Kerry. <laughs> that, that's my bonding thing with Kerry. Played Lego. Uh, Lego so I, I, I find it hard enough to get us to touch a Xbox controller, let alone play a game. Oh no! It, it used to be the Lego games and Fancy Star and uh, Monster Hunter. Unfortunately, she won't play the new Fancy Star online. No. Right, while we're talking about uh, I've not received my games and disappointments, should we go on some of the less shiny things from 2022? Yes. Now, there has been a fair few. Don't get me wrong. However, again, we've kind of picked the ones that have left the biggest impressions on us, shall I say? Mm, Negative impressions. So, yeah, big letdowns. The biggest letdowns for us for the year. Um, First of all, it's actually the availability for the Raspberry Pis due to (laughs) everyone wants them. Yeah, I think think everyone always wants a Raspberry Pi, and they always had issues with availability. Supply of that, yeah. However, they've just been terrible the last, I don't know, six to 12 months. Now, do you reckon that's too manufacturing, or do you reckon that's just too... I don't know. People purchase up the stock so quickly. Um, I don't know, but when you used to be able to get these boards, and you used to be able to pick one up for anywhere between like 35 to 70 quid for the Raspberry Pi 4. Yeah. People are now selling these for like 200, 250 quid now. I don't know if maybe it's a chip shortage or something yeah. similar to a manufacturing issue. And that's why they're not really getting many out, but they're difficult to get hold of at the moment. And they're great little machines. Although I did kind of put them down a little bit before about people using them for emulating games. Yeah. And it not being as good as having these new modern recreations of consoles. They're still great machines for that exact purpose, as well as many other probably more legitimate purposes than playing like... (laughs) 30-year-old console games on. But the thing with this is, like you said, it's a good, efficient way to play games in the past that you can't really get now because of the cost and everything else. And not going to lie, I wouldn't mind having like a Game Boy with a Raspberry Pi in because then I could actually play some of the old Pokemon games I'd love to play. But yeah. it's just one of them things. But the versatility of these Raspberry Pis is fantastic. So the fact that we can't get hold of these to utilize them is a bit of a letdown in the gaming community at least and it's not just these unfortunately again i was singing praises for the sega Mega drive mini 2 they're gone there's no more production of these now and again they're yeah. selling second hand for triple the price that they were when they came out well i said you were lucky to get a pre-order of it otherwise there was no chance you would got it yeah yeah if i am pre well i didn't have a Mega drive mini one for the exact reason they came out they were 80 90 pounds something around that and now if i want one i'll be lucky to get one below 150 quid for one maybe unboxed or in a tatty box and it's one that you just can't justify the cost for that no absolutely not absolutely you know unfortunately the only way you can play the games is to get a recipe and to put them onto that and just briefly this isn't something that's 
just relating to retro games. Unfortunately, Sony raised the price of the PlayStation 5 in most countries around the world outside the US. Oh, yeah. Microsoft have announced first-party games that go, go up in price next year. Gaming nowadays is going up in price. There are still cheap ways to play games, but the most obvious one being things like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus Premium. Yeah. I don't like the idea that they will be my only options. Not necessarily those services, but a completely digital future. Not even a digital future where I can download the game, keep it on my console and play it whenever I want. One where I can only download it or st- or worse, stream it. The game can leave the service and I can no longer play it. Or... yeah. I lapse my subscription and I can no longer play it either. Exactly. So you, to not have the physical hardware to play it, not going to lie, I can't remember the last time I bought a physical game because of the Game Pass. That's my issue. The only games I've really bought a physical version of are Switch games. And yeah, that's because one on cartridges and two, I do not trust Nintendo since they are closing the Wii U and the 3DS shop in March, I think it is. Yeah, March oh, 2023. The, the price of their games sometimes. Digital compared to physical. Flip it out. They do quite often have some good offers. I do have some digital games on my Switch. Yeah, but they're like less than five pounds though. Yeah, they have to be yeah. on very steep discounts. And there are exactly. some games like I've got the Grandier Collection that I've picked up for like 15 quid maybe. If I want that, a physical version of that, I'm paying like 100 quid for it. But I'm not against digital. I just I think it's a good option to supplement physical versions of games. I you do just not don't want it to replace that, it, unfortunately. Being, yeah, you're you're fixing only option really going forward. Yeah, un- unfortunately, it's inevitable. Yes, it will replace physical. There's no reason it, why it will. they wouldn't phase out physical in the future. Probably well, in the next generation or two. If you look at the way that everything's sort of evolving, everything else. Digital's the way forwards, and as much as sad to say, it's kind of where everything's going, not just gaming. But for gamers, when you're used to having your game collection, if your collectible thing and everything else, it kind of you want something physical there. Yeah, it is. But I don't know if you've heard Epic are closing down a lot of service for a lot of the games, specifically a yes. lot of Unreal titles like Unreal Tournament. Yes, I did see that. You've had that game. Even if you bought that as a physical game, soon you won't be able to play it online. Or not. I've very still easily. got Chrome Hounds because I cannot get rid of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I've still got Chrome Hounds as well. And the offline portion of that is essentially just a tutorial. You can't even bring your weapons you got from online into oh, those yeah. couple of missions. Yeah. Which yeah. is <sighs> At least if it had a LAN option, you know, you could drag your Xbox around someone else's exactly. and play the game over a LAN. So you can still utilize it somehow, but you can't really do that at all. Yeah. All right. So talk about our software releases. We obviously have some disappointing software releases. And first of all, it's quite a hard one for me is Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Now, Legends Arceus, I didn't have that much of an issue with, but Scarlet and Violet, though, yeah sucks so legends arceus uh, i've not played scarlet or violent Viol- violent violet 
What Legends Arceus, though, I found it boring. Not as boring as Scarlet Violet, let's put it that way. I had the chance to play my sister-in-law's version, went around with it a bit. So you know how they've got wheels and everything else, and you can ride them. And yeah, I hate the bikes. idea of an animal having wheels. No. The red one from Pokemon Scarlet doesn't actually use its wheels. It goes around in hands and legs, and its wheels are in its chest and at the bottom end as well. doesn't use the wheels at all. It runs around. I was running around, and it didn't feel... Right. You could throw your Pokemon and to go tackle the Pokemon and it would just go off, fight through the Pokemon, come back to you and it's killed like, I don't know, sorry, de- defeated like six Pokemon and got some experience. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not the same as going into a battle and fighting it. No. And again, Legends Arceus, for me, the enjoyment I got from playing Pokemon was completing the Pokedex. Yes. And... In Legends Arceus, to complete it, you've got to fill out at least like a minimum number of the tasks it gives you. And when it's like, oh yeah, capture 50 fat versions of the Pokemon or capture 20 of them at night without them spotting you. And you're just repeatedly doing the same action over and over and over again. Well, you just, in, yeah, you were in one little area constantly yeah. doing the same thing. Now, that's not to complete it, I thought. When you capture it, it at least registers it. If you capture them or not do those mission parts, you still get registered, but they're just yeah, too... Yeah, you're registered. It's a bit like, yeah. again, going back to... Gem 1's the only one I really ever got into. It would register that you've seen it just by going into a battle or seeing one in the wild. In Legends Arceus, if you want the full Pokedex entry for it, you've got to yeah. complete maybe four out of seven of these objectives that it gives you. And it's just, it's just boring. And that's not even to talk about all the technical issues, how bland the game looks sometimes. It's just not, it's not great. It's a letdown. It's Pokemon's not going the right way. And then on top of that, Scarlet and Violet, you've got all these glitches and issues that people have been having with the game as well. Well, um, my sister asked, Esther, if I got it for Christmas, she was like, Oh, Anthony was wanted it, but then decided he didn't want it. She was like, What? Why? And Esther told her, She asked me why. So I said, Because of the issues. And her first words were, Yeah, there is a lot of glitches and issues, but you just look past them. Like, That's not what I want in a game, though. So why would I purchase something that I know is flawed that, bad, that badly, at least? So that, that's been a big disappointment. Yeah. But Another disappointment with games as well is been all these issues that Microsoft have had trying to get this Activision Blizzard to purchase from. Honestly, we could have a whole episode talking about all the different issues and everything that's going on, and we could even start sort of mind mapping how Sony's mind's working, got off to it, but that's that's be too boring and bland. But honestly, what the heck is gonna be going on with this? Microsoft, I feel sorry for you. Sony. Do you think this will go through? What the heck? The FTC is trying to block it, so I'm not sure. See, the FTC is suing Microsoft to prevent yes. it. I don't think that'll work. I think I either know. Microsoft are going to fight it and it'll go through, or it won't not go through because the FTC are forcing it not to go through. I think Microsoft will just think, this isn't is worth, worth it. it? Yeah. Yeah. My issue is I think what Microsoft's issue is is 
if they were to back down, what does this mean about Sony and their staple in the gaming industry? Well, it means that their bullying tactics have worked, doesn't it? No, exactly. So Microsoft doesn't want this bullying side to work. I, you know, I'm an Xbox person, but I feel like Microsoft is fighting for the people as PlayStation is fighting them for themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At no point has PlayStation ever said about the people, however, Microsoft constantly, constantly said about the players, not about them. Sony, to paraphrase The Simpsons, are like, won't you think of the gamers? But o- only the PlayStation gamers. <laughs> yeah. All the so PlayStation gamers giving us money. Yeah, yeah. Give us money. It's just frustrating. It is. It is definitely frustrating. But the thing that really annoys me about it is Sony acting as if they're doing it to protect other people. And yeah. they're saying no company can survive without Call of Duty. Except there's only really three big console companies, isn't there? Yeah. And one of them hasn't had a Call of Duty game in nearly 10 years. And is also the best selling out of all three companies. Yeah. I think Sony are just panicking. And they are just, like I said, bad-mouthing everyone. Well, yeah, even their own developers. Yeah, exactly. I think Sony are just thinking... You know what? We can cause loads of issue for Microsoft with not really spending any money. We don't have to sue Microsoft. We just have to rile up the FTC enough so they go off and sue Microsoft instead. And and that's the thing, you know, Sony's doing just these little like, dropping these little things in and just going, oh Microsoft this, oh Microsoft that, oh, oh. and they're just kind of painting the picture, making them to be the good guys for the Microsoft the bad guys, and yeah. they're just going ah. See you later. Yeah, um, I, 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 I genuinely don't know whether or not this will go through. I'm probably kind of erring more on the side that it will go through, but probably with a lot of caveats. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's just, I want this to be over. It's gone on long enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick so of talking about, about it. To be honest, exactly. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready for either. Microsoft to win it and you know showing it up, you know, tend to say to shove it, or oh, sadly, Microsoft is going. Look, it's too much. We've gone for too long enough. We're just going to have to back step in because Sony's given us too much hassle. Well, sorry, yeah. just everyone is. Everyone's given so much hassle because they're getting sued by just people now as well. So people just try and sue Microsoft as well. And yeah, well, that's just probably okay. just. No, I know it's just you, but it's just other people just get involved when they don't need to be. And I just feel sorry for Microsoft. I think Microsoft, this is kind of a poison well. You need to drop it and just buy Sega. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Because (laughs) they'll probably be a lot cheaper for a start. That's if they can invent it. That's even if they can after this, because they're trying to make it. So Microsoft can't really buy other studio. That's, That's only if the FTC won. That that yeah. may be a possibility, not a definitive, but a possibility. If Microsoft just walk away from it, it's they can't do anything. They can obviously, if they do, just say they did try and buy Sega, kind of force it that way. The FTC won't win because Microsoft said, "Look, we win." Well, well, what do you reckon if they're trying to buy this? Is what seventy nine billion was it? Uh, something like that. Uh, we'll we'll just round it to eighty billion. 
you say know. this could cost a lot more. This could cost up to like eighty five billion if you know with all the extra costs and everything else. Yeah, well, go on then. What what predictions do you have for twenty twenty three? Then while we're talking about the future, I think we'll be seeing a lot more retro collections. I don't think we've seen them all at all. I think there'll be a lot more retro collections coming through. Yeah, and then handhelds, as you keep saying, and I agree with you. Yeah, I think we're going to see more handhelds coming out and i think we'll probably see a couple more maybe not as cheap as the steam deck but more budget price ones so instead of looking at like fifteen hundred dollars you might be seeing some six seven hundred dollar ones as well do you think that microsoft would release a discless version of the series x um there's been rumors and ps5 are doing it honestly i don't think so. At least not until they do like a midlife refresh. Just want a GameCube size Xbox. Oh yeah, I'd love that. I'd love a half size Xbox Series X. Just move the S around a bit, please, and just put it to GameCube size and put that yeah. bed on top. I don't think they will, just because it'd probably not be worth it for them. You know, the cost of yeah. the disk drive might be $20, say. So... Yeah. If they release a discless version, which is $20 less, well, no one's going to buy that. If I buy a discless version of a Series X, I want to save bare minimum $50 to $100 off that price. Yeah. And for Microsoft, they're like, no, we took out $20 worth of stuff. We're not going to drop the price by $100 on a console that we're already losing a couple of hundred dollars on it. So I can't see that happening. I think maybe if they bring out a Series Z, or I don't know what they'd call it, but, you yeah. know, like a pro version of the console, maybe at that point what they might do is instead of doing the Series X and the Series S, they may do a cut-down version of the Series X for, is this, I don't know. So they could then kind of phase out the Series S due to the issues developers are having with it? No, they won't phase out for that reason because they can't because developers will always need to support the Series S for this generation. Yes. They might phase out the Series S as an option to purchase but not for developers to develop for. Yeah. Okay, so like we were talking earlier about going digital and about streaming, do you think we'll be seeing more streaming devices? Do you think Microsoft might try and pursue that avenue a bit more again? I don't think so. Honestly, I would imagine we'll probably see like apps for your Fire TV stick and that pop up. Yeah, because it's already on Samsung TV. Exactly. From Microsoft's point of view, why devote resources to developing a physical piece of hardware? When smart TVs support apps. When you, yeah, when you could just develop an app. You know, develop an app, get your customers to buy an Xbox controller for 50 quid rather than a yeah. streaming Xbox system for a hundred quid. I mean, you know, you might even be able to get bundles where it's a TV with a controller. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Samsung buy the new OLED TV with gaming yeah. mode and built-in Xbox Game Pass and redeem, get three months free and maybe a controller or not. Well, yeah. I mean, it works fantastic on my phone. Yeah. So why not push the TV. It's just a yeah, bigger yeah. version 
obviously you don't call it, but it's just a bigger version of the phone. And if they can the get their app on, say, a Fire TV stick, £30 yeah. Fire TV stick, whack it in. It's got Bluetooth, Bluetooth to you, Xbox controller. Yeah, exactly. I used to have PlayStation em- emulator on mine, didn't I? And use Xbox controller. Well, yeah, we, we played in it before. We played a few games in it. Yeah. I think that might be an option. Interesting. For me, the biggest thing for this year is I just want the Microsoft Activision thing to come to a close. What? One way or another, or yeah, obviously, I'd love for it to go ahead, but one way or another, because we've had it for well, be a year now as of January. Well, yeah, have you got any predictions for next year, or do you, have we kind of covered it? I guess, um, no, just handhelds. I do think Sonic will probably have another good year. I do think Sega have realized they love Sonic, they really love him, you know. Give him, give him a decent game. This year, honestly, we've had it. How often? How often have we spoke about it? Sorry, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I, I reckon out of those forty-two episodes, I reckon a good thirty-five of them Sonics come up at one point. Talk about Sonic. I've been watching Sonic Prime with with my kids, and we're actually really enjoying it. Yeah, don't spoil it. I haven't got Netflix. I might sign up for a month of Netflix and just binge the whole. Lot. Oh no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to say we're enjoying it. This year, we've had Sonic Prime series we had sonic the hedgehog 2 movie we've had sonic frontiers sonic origins as imperfect as that was but i still enjoyed it yeah it's had a good year i reckon it'll continue into 2023 well if you look at the roadmap for sonic frontiers and for other things there's stuff already mapped out for it yeah and don't forget i think we'll get the knuckles paramount plus yes tv show next year as well then 2024, we'll get Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the movie. So there's a lot coming up. Great. Another Sonic in focus year for us. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sure Pokemon will release another three or four games next year. Yeah, as but well. as you know, they've unfortunately kind of damaged me about Pokemon. So maybe not so much. What you're going through now, I went through in the mid-2000s with Sonic. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, what was so- like Sonic 06, Sonic Genesis, um, oh, yeah, with Shadow of the Hedgehog, games like that. Well, uh, yeah, sort of 3D games. <sighs> well, not Do even you know. that. Some of the 2D games like Sonic the Hedgehog 4, that was terrible. Just give me mech games. Just give me mech games. Yeah, I, actually, I reckon we'll get quite a few mech games. We'll go get um, Front Mission oh, got armed 2. Core. We'll go get New Armored Core, yeah. Oh, what's that? I'll play that Gundam Evolution? Yeah. Is the good? Overwatch style game? I quite enjoyed it. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. So I reckon next year it'll be the year of the handheld Sonic and Max. Yes. I knew you'd be happy about the Sonic. Oh, stuff you. Right. Well, I think that's it. We're coming to the end of the episode, and this, as we mentioned, is our very first episode of the new year. So yes, so we hope happy everyone's new year. A great Christmas and New Year. We'd like to say a massive thank you for sticking with us for the last year and hopefully Stockholm Syndrome will kick in and you'll stick with us for another year. 100%. We have appreciated every single listen and like Barry said, please stick with us and we'll make it as entertaining as possible for yourselves. (laughs) Even if it's only as entertaining as a car crash. Right. I'm Barry, and this is the end of this week's episode. If you'd like to find out more about anything mentioned in this podcast, then please take a look at the show notes. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next time.